Thank you for listening to the Your Mindful Coach podcast. This is Mark Balser. Today's podcast is the first in a series of beginner's meditation workshops that I'm offering at the Tradiferin Library in Wayne, PA this fall. If you like what you hear, please join us for our next meeting on Tuesday, October 3rd. To learn more or register, visit www.yourmindfulcoach.com. I'd also like to let you know about our new organization, the Center for Self-Care, which is focused on mindfulness for men and dads. You can visit that website at www.center4selfcare.com. As always, feel free to drop me a line at mark, that's M-A-R-C, at yourmindfulcoach.com. Thank you. Hello, good evening. Thank you so much for coming. Um, new experience for you, perhaps, maybe not for others. Um, it's a new experience for me. Usually when I teach, I either teach to a group of like eight to 10 people, or I'm more like lecture to a group of 50 or 75 or something like that. So if you're feeling any anxiety about what we're about to do, what, what practices I'm gonna ask you to do, know that there's a little bit of that in me as well, because um, we're all human, and no matter how long you've meditate, meditated, you'll still have stress and anxiety, um, but you might have a different relationship to it. Um, so hopefully I won't be talking all that much while your eyes are open tonight. Um, what I really wanna do is practice. What I really wanna do is meditate. So this isn't really a forum where we're gonna go into the, the nitty gritty technical details of meditating. We're actually gonna do it. Um, that's the way to learn meditation. In fact, that's how they teach you to teach meditation. So you can imagine when I was being trained to be a meditation teacher, they didn't really tell me what to say to you. They said, close your eyes and bring your attention to your breathing. So that's pretty much what I'm gonna to have to teach you since that's the only thing they taught me. Um, but I wanna give you a little bit of an introduction for a couple of minutes and then we're gonna jump into practice. And I encourage you to just be curious about it, um, to just kind of explore the practices and not try to figure it out, at least tonight. We'll master it four classes from now. Um, so, um, like I said, my name is Mark Balser. I have two charming assistants here, Marge and Jim Musumeci. Um, and uh, they have been working and practicing with me for some time as well. Jim, uh, and actually Marge as well, run a business um, where they do um, the chef. Um, so he'll do cooking classes now and then. But if you need anything, if you need like a pen or if you need to know where the restrooms are, they'll be able to help you out. <laughs> There's a lot of restrooms in this building, but a lot of them are single person restrooms. So if you go out in the hall, and take your first left, there's a restroom. If it's locked, keep going. Take your first left or your first right, and you'll find your way to a restroom. Just keep on going until you find one that's not locked. Um, there's not gonna be any breaks today. Um, I've got some note cards there if you have any questions, because I probably won't get too deep into questions with you, but I'll stay after. Um, and so I really encourage you to take care of yourself. If we're doing a practice and whatever's going on right now isn't working for you, open your eyes. Um, Go for a walk. <laughs> um, we want you to have an experience that is positive, so we don't want to force you into doing anything. 
Um, so a little bit about how I got here. Um, I had a pretty charmed career, pretty charmed life. Um, until the age of 37 or 38, I didn't really have any setbacks that I couldn't overcome through force of will. So if I wanted to do something or get something, as long as I tried harder, I usually was able to get some level of achievement or accomplishment with that. Um, in my family, you know, whatever problems we had, we usually resolved as if it was a sitcom. 22 minutes later, everything was hunky-dory. Um, and then my dad passed away. Do you, do you want to check if she's coming in? Um, my dad passed away. Um, and so that experience of loss was not something I could overcome through force of will. No matter how hard I tried, he wasn't coming back. And so I found myself not sleeping. Um, many people come to meditation because of sleep problems. I was falling asleep, no problem, but about 12.30 or so, this is an hour or two into sleep, I was awake and awake and awake. So I was awake straight through till seven or eight when I jumped in the shower, getting an hour or two of sleep a night. And what I was doing then was lying in bed and ruminating. Well, I'm tired, which means tomorrow I'm not gonna be ready for the, the day of work and I'll probably be snappy with my kids and I'll make bad decisions and that will cause us to lose clients. And when we lose clients, I'll lose my job, business will fall apart, we'll have to move out of the house, then we'll live out of our car, then we'll be in a cardboard box on the street. I don't know if you can relate to this rumination, but it's A, then B, then C, then D, then E, then F, then you die, is what is going on through this head. Um, and I was invited to try meditation. I went to the doctor to get medication, and she said, have you tried meditation. I said, of course, I, like, I'm here to get medication. She said, no, 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 I'm here to, uh, I'm asking you if you'll try meditation. So I tried meditation. And I didn't start sleeping right away, but it completely changed my relationship to what was going on. So I'm still lying in bed awake at one o'clock in the morning, but instead of that chain of events that I'm going through, I'm thinking, what's going on right now? Well, I'm awake. And what else? I'm awake. It was really all that was going on. I'm awake, I'm awake, I'm awake. Almost like counting sheep. <laughs> over and over, I'm awake. And after a month or two, I started sleeping better. So that was awesome. I sleep very nicely now. Um, but the other thing that slowly happened was that in my everyday interactions in the world, I found myself less reactive. So something would bother me. And because of this practice of meditation where I continually bring myself back, bring my attention back over and over and over again. I found myself making a little bit of space between all these urges, impulses, distractions, and my response to them. So instead of reacting out of habit, you know, we go into this fight or flight mode of like, I gotta do something about this right now, I could bring on my thinking brain and have a more thoughtful response. So that's kind of where I'm coming from in this. Um, I've been training for about six years or so, teaching for about four years. Um, and I have two businesses, so there's two flyers here you can grab at the end. Um, one is for your mindful coach, which is kind of a general mindfulness practice to, to help you build a mindfulness practice. I've got these programs here and then a program at the Ludington Library later this fall. And then we just opened a new business called the Center for Self-Care that I'm really excited about. It's aimed at men and dads, but the work that we do um, with men and dads has an impact on everyone. Um, I spent a lot of time in meditation groups where I was the only man in the room 
Uh, men, you ever been to a yoga class and it's <laughs> 10 of your closest male friends, right? No, not so much. Um, so would love you to uh, check that out. Um, we've got some programs both here and at Woodland School later this year. So I'm talking quite a bit. I'm not a teacher, I'm a guide. So don't believe a word I said, a word I say tonight. Try it on for yourself. See if it works for you. And my goal in doing this is that you'll leave here saying, you know what, I gotta try this out for five minutes a day for the next week or the next two weeks. And just, I'm gonna see what happens. I'm not gonna download all these apps and I'm not gonna read 100 books. I'm just gonna sit quietly for five minutes. Now, you might download an app. Calm's the best one. But um, only as a reminder to practice, not as the, not the practice itself. So, this class is called Cultivating the Heart, um, Beginner's Meditation. And the first thing I chose was, was compassion. I was listening to a podcast yesterday, and um, this teacher, Sharon Salzberg, said, you know, they've mistranslated what we call meditation. Um, the word in Sanskrit is bhavana. And as it turns out, bhavana means to cultivate. It doesn't mean to meditate. And so I was pretty excited when I heard that, that we're in a meditation class, but it's really a cultivation class. So we gotta practice. Um, what we're gonna do is just a simple exercise called moving from thought to sensation. There's no right way to sit. There's not gonna be any posture instructions. Just sit in a way that feels comfortable, but also supports focus. We'll only practice for like two or three minutes. Um, very, very simple. And it's called moving from thought to sensation. So we spend our whole day judging, analyzing, comparing, really important tasks for humans, especially 20,000 years ago, we were getting chased by tigers and we had to make sure that these threats were real or not real. Um, and that's really important when we're developing new technologies or working with clients. Um, but sometimes we need to go into a different mode of thinking, um, connecting with what we're feeling in our body, what we're feeling in our heart and in our mind. So as you're ready, you might close your eyes. And you've arrived here in body, but allow yourself to arrive here in mind and heart as well. Allowing yourself to take a few deep breaths. And now allowing yourself to breathe naturally. And in a moment, I'll ask you to open your eyes and you'll take in three objects around the room. And your task is to simply notice them. Notice their shape and color, texture and size. No need to judge, but just to observe. So you can open your eyes now and just take in those three objects around the room. Seeing deeply. Noting, noting anything unusual or interesting about these 
objects. And then once again, closing your eyes. And now allowing three sounds to enter your experience. Notice their tone, their rhythm, their quality. Releasing those sounds and now moving to three sensations in your body. The sensation of your feet touching the floor or your back against the chair. Any lightness or tension you feel in your body. Just noting these bodily sensations. Letting that awareness of body sensations fade away. Just returning to a natural breath as I read this poem from Dana Faltz. It's called Walk Slowly. It only takes a reminder to breathe, a moment to be still, and just like that, something in me settles, softens, makes space for imperfection. The harsh voice of judgment drops to a whisper, and I remember again that life isn't a relay race, that we will all cross the finish line, that waking up to life is what we were born for. As many times as I forget, catch myself charging forward without even knowing where I'm going, that many times I can make the choice to stop, to breathe, and be, and walk slowly into the mystery. I left out one part. Um, I do have a full-time job, um, aside from this. Um, I teach social-emotional learning. I teach mindfulness and um, meditation at Chipley School. Um, and so I'm not really used to this. I'm not really used to ringing the bell and everybody comes to silence. So we might end up a little early today because no one's talking. Um, it's really neat, though, because we all chose to, to come here today, so um, that's a, a really nice thing. Some of those kids, maybe they don't want to be in school every day. I mean, we all practice mindfulness. If we you know, play the guitar or 
go to knit or like to row or go for a jog, that we bring a singular attention to that. That's of course if we don't have our headphones on and we're not listening to music while we're cooking dinner, those kinds of things. But yeah, we're here and this is the one thing we're working on. Yeah, so we're not trying to, to exile those thoughts because raise your hand if you don't have a monkey mind, if you don't have thoughts running through your brain at all times. Um, but we can give our brain a job and a lot of times that kind of short circuits um, the parts of our mind that maybe we don't want to spend as, quite as much time with. So um, let's see. So today there's kind of three things that we'll do. Um, we'll learn kind of my talky part. Um, we'll experience, so our meditative part. And then we'll talk with each other, talk with partners or maybe groups of four. Um, it's really, for me, it's kind of a self-reinforcing flywheel. So um, you get a little bit of insight of what we're talking about, then you get to try it on, then you get to share with others and see what it feels like to, to share that. Like, is that really what I experienced? Um, oh, this other person experienced this. That's what I was feeling, but I couldn't put a name to it. Um, so that's kind of the format that we'll do that. We'll do um, two more practices, um, each about 10, maybe, 12 or 15 minutes if we're really advanced. Here, raise your hand, please, if you're a perfectionist. You saw my name tags here. I got all my flyers. Everything's got to be in a perfect The seats are four by four. Um, so this meditation practice is about catching yourself when you've gone off somewhere else. It's about failing and then coming back. So that can be kind of tough for us perfectionists. We can have a tendency to turn it into this mechanical, grim duty. Um, so that's why today's also about compassion, that we need to bring a little bit of compassion to this practice, because there's gonna be days where it doesn't feel right, you don't feel like sitting. And of course, those are the most important days to sit. Um, I still find myself in my morning meditation being like, I can't do this, and, and literally standing up and sometimes leaving for good, and other times being like, am I really doing this and coming back to my seat? So no matter how long you've done this, um, there'll be challenges that crop up, and that's, that's our opportunity. Um, so there's two different kinds of meditation that I wanna share with you. They're hard to define. Um, the first is mindfulness meditation. So that is everywhere. You go to the grocery store, the Time Magazine has a issue of a woman like blissed out with pretty makeup and everything. Um, they've been selling that magazine for four, four years now and they just keep on putting a new date on it. Um, that's not really mindfulness because um, mindfulness is about being with our experience. So we just did a mindfulness practice. We used our senses to bring us to the here and the now because most of you were not hearing a sound that you heard yesterday. Um, none of you felt a sensation in your body that you're feeling tomorrow. By doing that practice, you got into this room. You got into your body. You got into the here and now. Um, so mindfulness is wonderful because we have all the tools for mindfulness meditation as long as we're breathing. We've got our breath, our body, our senses, our thoughts, our feelings. And so that's what we generally use in mindfulness meditation. And we have what's called an anchor. So in a moment, we're gonna do a breath-focused meditation. Um, and our breath is in the present. We can't breathe in the future. Um, so it's a way to bring us to 
now and get us out of this thinking about the past, thinking about the future. But like I said, the more I talk, the less you'll learn. So let's practice again. Um, so this will be a focused breathing exercise, and it's pretty simple. Um, we're going to become aware of the breath in our body. And you'll probably have an area in your body that you feel your breath most prominently as you close your eyes. Um, I find that my belly, my abdomen, is the easiest place to feel my breath because our abdomen expands on each in-breath, contracts. You might find it in your chest, even your shoulders. Some people find it uh, where the air enters and exits your nostrils. Um, but I'm gonna use the word belly, even though that's probably not what it is. Any doctors here? <laughs> um, and we're just gonna observe it. So we're gonna breathe naturally and notice this breath. And then what's gonna happen? Jim, what's gonna happen while we're paying attention to our breath? We're gonna be distracted by a million things. A million things. Um, so there, there's your baseline. If you're distracted by more than a million things, maybe you wanna go deeper in this practice, but anything that or less, you're in good company with Jim. Uh, I think we'll practice for about 10 minutes um, and uh, I'll guide you through most of it. We'll find two or three minute periods to just be in silence as we observe our breath. So, as you're ready, you can close your eyes. You might wanna shift your body in the chair to make sure you're centered and balanced. And there's no need to rush into meditation. Slowly, find your breath. Sense the rhythm of each inhale and each exhale. There's really nothing to do on your part just breathing naturally. Perhaps noticing the quality of your breath. Its depth. Its rhythm. Its feeling in your body. You might notice thoughts or feelings, and that's okay too. You need to change that. Just gently guide yourself back to the feeling of each breath. It might be helpful even to place your hand on your belly Feel that rise and fall.
And as you go deeper in the practice, you might begin to recognize any distractions or impulses. Just notice them, acknowledge them, but then return your attention back to that sensation of your belly rising and falling. Catch yourself, be gentle, and begin again with the breath. Notice how our memories, our thoughts, they arise and fall away. So we don't really have to do much about them. Just allow them to be and return to our work of observing each breath. It's like training a puppy. Wouldn't yell at this puppy. Just ask it to stay, stay, sit, sit. And it sits for a few moments, then runs off. Gently bring the puppy back You invite it to sit once again with a gentle care. This practice, we're doing the same. If you find judgment arising, any commentary on how you're doing, it's normal. You might acknowledge that. 
but bring the sensation of your breath back to the foreground of your experience. Approaching these inevitable distractions with a curiosity. Catch yourself, be gentle, begin again. These last few minutes might refocus your attention sensing your breath more deeply And now releasing this practice of a focus on the breath. Allow yourself to sit silently and still. Perhaps reflecting on what might have shifted or changed as we've practiced together. and offering yourself some appreciation for this radical act of self-care. Allowing your, your breath to lengthen and deepen. 
then opening your eyes to the sound of the bell. Uh, was there anybody here who had trouble with the breath, maybe because of, um, you know, uh, respiratory problems or couldn't find your breath, thing, those kinds of things? That's pretty common. Um, and so with mindfulness, we've got a lot of different options. So we might, because the breath isn't working for us, bring our attention to our body and scan through our body. That's probably what we'll do in the next class. We might use the sounds as the anchor of our attention. So literally, I, I think there's an air conditioning unit here with a clock, and when we get distracted, we come back to that sound. Um, and oftentimes, sitting is tough, so it might be that we practice walking meditation, and we'll just feel each step. We're not walking anywhere. We might even turn around and take five steps that way and turn around and take five steps that way. So there's a lot of different ways to practice mindfulness meditation. We've got a lot of time to practice. Um, what I'm sensing from you is a curiosity. It's not really a judgment, oh, I shouldn't be thinking this. It's kind of like, oh yeah, there's a thought. Wish it wasn't distracting me. Let me go back to my business. So I think that's really supportive of, of a mindful practice to experiment a little bit with it and say, you know what, I'm getting carried away now. I really should get back to my breath. But sometimes letting yourself follow those thoughts just a little bit, as long as you're not getting that judgment machine turned on. I was like, how are we gonna get to 10 minutes? I'm done, <laughs> uh, I'm done with things to say. Um, and, and I'm sure there are people who that felt like a lifetime. Oh my gosh. So some of us sit for two minutes, some of us sit for 20. I sit for 20. Um, and uh, other people sit for an hour. So it's, you'll find your, your uh, spot. So let me jump into this last practice we'll do and then we'll talk and share with each other and questions if you'd like. Um, and it's a traditional compassion practice. And I can tell a lot of you have meditated before. On purpose, I didn't ask how many of you have meditated before so that if there's three people in the room who haven't meditated before, they don't feel like, oh crap, I'm in the wrong place. Um, or like why you came here, because this other person has a much bigger issue than me to work on. Um, I wanted you to practice first and then we'll find that out later. We'll get that gossip as we leave. Um, so it's a traditional compassion practice um, in the Buddhist tradition, but even predating that. Um, because we need to bring some compassion to this practice as we get distracted and come back, get distracted and come back. So in this practice, we're gonna combine three things. We're gonna combine an image of people in our lives. Um, get to choose which person. Um, an intention, so a wish for this person related to compassion. Um, and repeated phrases where we'll kind of reinforce that. So um, again, we'll sit uh, quietly. There's no right way to sit. And I'll guide for five minutes. So we'll be um, done with this practice, 8.03, 8.04. And you might come back to that anchor of the breath 
just to get yourself started. And bring to mind, just to set the landscape, something that gives you joy. be a person or a pet, an activity you do, a place you love. Allowing an image of this to form and fill your body with a sense of contentment, or joy. And in this practice, we'll begin with someone close to us, someone for whom our care and compassion comes quite easily. So bring to mind someone or some being, perhaps even a pet. Oftentimes those are simple relationships. Maybe a family member. And bring a picture of them to your mind. See them thriving content and happy. And connect with that feeling in yourself as well as you observe them. I'll offer you some phrases and you might offer these phrases silently to the being in front of you. May you be held in compassion. May you be free from pain and suffering. May you be at peace. May you be held in compassion. May you be free from pain and suffering. May you be at peace. Offering these simple phrases or perhaps just words, compassion, free, peace. You might envision the response of this being to your wishes. May you be held in compassion. 
May you be free from pain and suffering. May you be at peace. And now bring someone to mind. It might not be a close acquaintance, more of a casual acquaintance, a neighbor, colleague at work. Bring, in, bring an image of them to your mind. Again, offering the phrases. May you be held in compassion. May you be free from pain and suffering. May you be at peace. Gently repeating these phrases. Sensing what comes up in you and the response from this person. And now bringing to mind a stranger, someone whose paths you might cross each day. Might be a worker at the Wawa, receptionist at your doctor's office, and bring them to mind, offering these phrases to them as well. May you be held in compassion. May you be free from pain and suffering. May you be at peace. And continuing now to bring to mind a person in your life who might need your compassion right now, who might be experiencing loss and pain. And once again, offering, may you be held in compassion. May you be free from pain and suffering. May you be at peace. Of course, as we take on this practice of meditation, the practice of life, including ourselves as well, may I be held in compassion. 
May I be free from pain and suffering. May I be at peace. You might imagine yourselves in a circle with each of these beings and offering one last wish. May we be held in compassion. May we be free from pain and suffering. May we be at peace. And may the blessings of these practices extend beyond those of us in the room, the people in our practice, to include all beings. So this can be a very fierce practice. Um, uh, I think it's Suzuki Roshi said that um, if you haven't wept deeply, you haven't really started meditating yet. So I understand that it can become a very emotional practice. Um, and there's, there might be times in your life where that's not the right thing for you, and I'll let you trust your own judgment. But connecting with these feelings that we're walking around with every day an environment of care and support um, can be really helpful. Um, so hopefully you'll come back in a week and a day. Um, <laughs> there's other resources in the area. Um, Diane and I are friends, um, and we both know that at Mainline Unitarian Church, which is not too far away in Devon, there's a Sunday morning meditation group, one that meets early, 8.30 or 9 o'clock, 8.30. And then one that meets at 11.15? Yeah, so you can always email me for details on that. But having a community where you can practice, just checking in once a week is really valuable. Like I said, I'll email you um, the practices we did today. The second one, the compassion practice, was the second type of meditation that I forgot to tell you what it was. Um, insight meditation, or Vipassana meditation. But really, the practice is just putting your body in that chair. <laughs> um, so really, whatever you do, as long as you build that out, is wonderful. If you liked, someone, if you liked this, please tell somebody. <laughs> um, I got all kinds of email addresses and websites and so on. Like me on Facebook or subscribe to my newsletter. Um, I want to be able to share this with as many people as possible. So I think that's pretty much it. Great podcast. <laughs> There's podcast too. Um, I'm sure you have questions. I think next time I'll make more time for questions for the audience, <laughs> the kind of those universal questions. But I think this feels complete to me. And I really encourage you to stick around 
if you want to follow up with me or, or Jim um, or any other practitioners that have been doing this for a while. Thank you. So thank you. So